Hello and welcome to a special end of year Stushy, the politics podcast that helps you be better briefed and tested. It's been a roller coaster year and our resident quizmaster Justin Bowie is going to see just how much we actually remember. That to me it's basically been a bit of a blur. Just even in the last few months, various prime ministers popping up, um, a budget that tanked the economy, the Queen's death, a new king, Supreme Court wrangles over independence. Um, there was an election, which actually feels like it was 50 years ago. This week, rather than uh, the usual format, we're going to poke around in the recess of our memories on these big stories and the intriguing wee nuggets that we've unearthed along the way beyond the parliamentary bubble. But um, I think I'll start with a little pop quiz of my own, which is called Where Were You When? And I've not given you any um, advance warning of this particular bonus round at the start of a quiz so just to the general room which includes Justin Bowie, Adele Merson, Callum Ross and producer Marvin McIntyre. Where were you when Boris Johnson quit? Adele. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. You can't remember can you? Can anyone Probably remember where they were when Boris Johnson desk quit? Desk writing a breaking, breaking story on it. Yeah it's a <laughs> desk <laughs> I think we were all in. Like, good lad. I wasn't. I was swimming under a waterfall in the Yorkshire Dales. Round two. Where were you when Liz Truss quit? Callum, the exact location. I, can't, I have no memory at all. No, I, no I think I was in the office, actually, because that was we did a special episode that day. Very good, as you should be doing. <laughs> I was in the Odeon. Watching DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> so I win that round. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that I, I, I picked my two separate weeks holidays with amazing foresight this year. And uh, everyone else did a superb job covering the stories and doing Stushy specials. What is your actual highlights and lowlights of the year in review then, Len? Adele, let's get back to some serious matters. What's really been going on? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine. I think as we come to the end of the year, Christmas time, I think we often think back to previous Christmases, or, or I do, because I'm that sort of person, um, and thinking we were in such a different place this time last year, um, in some ways. Uh, COVID was, uh, I think Omicron had just started to spread and nobody really knew exactly it it seemed like it spread faster but nobody really knew how severe it would or wouldn't mm. be it turned out it was pretty mild I think but um and then eventually we moved on to dropping all remaining restrictions I think like face masks and things it's hard to, it's hard to actually remember but that uh, very yeah. much was the start of the year and then I guess we hoped that that would therefore usher in a period of some cam but it certainly hasn't felt that way it sort of felt like and covid is still st having just had covid it's still very much for the first time um it's still very much there um but we i think we yeah. felt that leaving behind the restrictions we would be moving into a period um it was perhaps a bit happier but it hasn't really felt that way between you know wars and yeah uh cost of living crisis it's kind of felt like we've yeah. we've just taken on a new crisis um of a sort yeah, it's like there's only been room for one major crisis at any particular time, straight from COVID into a 
Russia's invasion of Ukraine and then everything else that's happened from that. Um, and of course, in the background, Boris Johnson and all that wrangling. I mean, Callum, in between looking at uh, UK government collapse and then rebuilding, what's been what's been catching your eye in the year that we might have forgotten about? Well, I don't, I don't know uh, if we've forgotten about it. I mean, you just mentioned obviously the the war. Um, I think that's that's obviously been one of the biggest stories of the year, if not um, the biggest. Huge implications uh, for everyone around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, pushing up energy prices, kind of contributing to this cost of living crisis majorly, but also kind of some interesting kind of local aspects we've been covering that that you maybe wouldn't have anticipated it pretty i mean i remember covering it pretty quickly kind of turned out that that a load of our councils and universities and even i think the scottish parliament had a had a uh, millions of pounds tied up in pension pension fund money tied up in russian banks which uh you know the value pretty much collapsed uh, overnight because of yeah because of sanctions, we had a, a a company involved in the spaceport program in the Western Isles that that uh, there were some questions about because it basically it had some con- connections to Russia. It's on Russian directors, and the government was advising, um, you know, everyone to to stop doing business with Russia. Um, uh, and then obviously another story I've been following was this 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 mysterious flight from Inverness Airport that was um, allowed to leave uh, for Moscow uh, the morning after a ban on on uh, Russian flights was introduced and and we're still mm-hmm. trying to get to the bottom of of whose fault that was and and who was on the flight. So yeah, that's that's obviously one of one of the big stories of the year, I'd say. Yeah, like you mentioned there, the, the war in Ukraine, um, you know, it's far from distant. It has cast a shadow over absolutely everything. I was just thinking back when you mentioned that as well, there was an MP um, from Ukraine who came to, to Holyrood in summer. I remember speaking to her there and she was talking about, you know, even just in June, talking about how difficult it is to keep countries on side and, and giving them support and help. And that was so long ago already. And I guess... Um, they were quite keen to keep Boris Johnson. She even made a joke about Boris Johnson, saying that um, he's basically in a one-upmanship contest with other Western leaders to try and give them the most guns and ammo because uh, it seems to be diverting from his own domestic record. I mean, uh, and then of course that turned into another story by itself. I mean, Justin, uh, what's what about you? What have you been looking at? What's your pick of the bunch? Well, I suppose in a national sense, <clears throat> the Partygate scandal earlier in the year and the kind of cascade of stories which seemed to come out was, you know, really interesting to see. It felt like every second day you had a new story that about the Conservatives coming out about Boris Johnson, which obviously resulted in his resignation. But there has obviously been plenty going on um, in a more local sense. And one of the ones that has cropped up again and again has been the sort of ferries fiasco. Um, so obviously the Scottish government um, awarded two mm. contracts to Ferguson Marine in Port Glasgow back in 2015. <clears throat> Those boats were meant to be built by 2018. And since then, they've still not been built. There's now been a massive blame game between Jim McCall, the ex-boss of Ferguson's, and um, the Scottish government. And that then brings in, you know, CMAL, who kind of, I suppose, run the ferries. And it, every side is taking a different story here. And meantime, islanders don't have boats. They are complaining about services. 
So, so that's one of those stories which is just not going away. Well, what about on that? You know, it's like the the transport infrastructure part of it all. I mean, that that ferry thing's been like a like an undercurrent, but it's kind of kept all the attention on the sort of domestic record as well for the SNP. I mean, is the, the ferries things kind of like the foundation of lots of problems? I mean, we've been we'll be covering all kinds of things like roads and. We were talking about that just before we started this recording again today because there's, you know, yet more concern about, you know, deaths on our roads and various infrastructure, powers cutting, we can't cope with cold weather and storms and I mean, what it was it's been saying about the the year in review for the SNP on that. Well, yeah, we I mean we have massive infrastructure problems. It's, it seems almost in every department, whether it be ferries or trains, you know, there's been loads of train strikes this year. Some have related to the Scottish government, some have related to the RMT union, who are perhaps that that is then seen as Westminster's responsibility. But if you're a commuter, if you need to travel by train, you probably don't care that much whose fault it is. You you turn up and your train's not there or your train's off, and it just becomes again a bit this blame game where nobody takes responsibility. Governments blame the unions, the unions blame the government, and in the meantime, you know, people aren't able to get their trains. And it's a similar story when it comes to roads. There's been obviously a lot of concern and doubt over the A9 and A96 dueling projects. The SNP have certainly not said they're going to scrap it, but they just seem to lack that firm commitment to saying we will do it by then. It's definitely going to get done. There's a lot, aye, there's a lot of um, deadlines coming up, isn't there, this year? Things that we're supposed to be getting next to 2023 it's going to be it, that's stretching this year out even longer than we ever thought possible I mean, it, it's remarkable how many things have happened I mean not just like the death of the Queen the new King seeing King Charles and the Scottish Parliament and all that kind of thing as well but um, I'm wondering before we actually go over the entire year day by day maybe we should uh, we should get on to actually testing our knowledge of the exact details and seeing if we really were paying attention Justin I mean Talk us through your plan here. You, you, in your day job, you're actually a quiz master. <laughs> so yes, I run a pub quiz every week on top of working in this job. So I'm kind of used to formatting questions, used to putting questions together. So we have, I suppose, in total about 12 questions. Um, most of them relate in some way to this year. There's a bit of historical knowledge in this, in, in this as well um, to try and test you in that regard. Um, or stuff that's you know maybe happened this year or not happened this year that is quite interesting compared to previous years. But we also have a number of quotes, so a number of quotes from politicians this year. Some uh, our listeners may have remembered more than others. A couple in there that might be quite notorious. Um, others that are quite funny and noticeable at the time, but may have flown under the radar. So we have a number of quotes as well, all from senior politicians across Scotland and the UK. So we'll be intrigued to see who can come out on top here. All right. I hope that the the listeners will play along at home. All right. Let's get going then with a, a year in review, the big quiz of 2022. So to start off our quiz, we are going to have a quotes round. These are five quotes from Holyrood and Westminster politicians this year. They have all been recorded by our political reporter, Rachel Emery. So you can play along at home while our team here all marks their answers one by one. So question number one. As much as I love seeing photos from the days when I was still clinging on to some hair, I can confirm I have no intention of standing. Question number two. In my opinion, 
Douglas Ross is a super heavyweight. Question number three. I am a fighter, not a quitter. Question number four. Contrary to the Scottish Parliament's Twitter account, I can confirm I am not a potato. And question number five. The Prime Minister is acting like Monty Python's Black Knight, running around declaring that it's just a flesh wound. So those are your five quotes from this year. Some of them I'm sure you will know right away. They were very, very well known at the time. Um, some of them may be a little bit more obscure, but all, um, all quite funny or ironic to varying degrees, I suppose. We'll see how our team has got on here. So if we go back to the start to question number one. So what did everybody put for their answers to question number one? That was, I think, I reckon everyone will have got a clean sweep on that one, will they? I didn't, I'll be honest. Well, that is very honest of you, Marvin. So, Marvin didn't. It was, well, I, I will let everyone go through first. All right. Stephen Flynn, the new SNP leader of the Westminster Commons SNP group. So, yes, he said he would not run back in November, but he, since then, has become the new leader. Adele and Callum, did you both get the point for that? Yes. Yeah. The eyes have it. I put, um, what did you put? John Swinney, but I know that's not right. I just was trying to think. So, um, <laughs> you're just totally randomly having a go at John Swinney's um, hair. I like it. To be fair, I'm the only person here not on the politics team. I'll point that out. So. Okay, you're forgiven. Question number two What did people put for question number two about Douglas Ross? I didn't know. I put, I put Boris Johnson. I, I, I don't know if that's true, but I, I know it'll be in response to Jacob Rees-Mogg yeah. calling Douglas Ross a lightweight. It's not Boris Johnson, but it's a good guess. It's, it's close. It's certainly a senior Conservative. I was thinking it would probably be more, that's probably not what he would say because he's friends with Jacob Rees. So I put um, someone who is more of a fan like Alistair Jack. Ooh, that's who I put as well. Getting closer with Alistair Jack. He did back Douglas Ross, but it was not him. Did anyone else know it? I'd put Alistair Jack as well. That's who I put. Oh, no. It was not Alistair Jack, another Scotsman, um, even though he obviously represents a constituency down south. It was Michael Gove. The nose hurt. So Michael Gove referred to Douglas Ross Mm. as a super heavyweight in response to Jacob Rees-Mogg's comments. He gave the Scottish Conservative leader his ringing endorsement while the party was descending into civil war. Nice. So question number three, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. I imagine this would probably be the easiest one of the lot. Did everybody get this? Yeah. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Yeah, former, former Prime Minister Liz Truss said she was a fighter and not a quitter before she then quit. Did everybody yes. get the point for that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that's one that everybody got. The eyes have it. Question number four. This was a slightly more Hollywood-related question, but did anybody know who had to confirm to the chamber that they were not, in fact, a potato? I was really pleased to hear that one because that was great. That was like the... For bonus points, it was the Scottish Parliament's own Twitter account that that really did uh, throw him under a bus. Who was it then? I loved it. Stephen Kerr. Stephen Kerr. The eyes have it. Yeah. And... Question number five, uh, so referring to Monty Python's Black Knight and Boris Johnson, did anybody manage to get this? I didn't know it. I, I guessed uh, Keir Starmer mm. yeah, as well. Was it Keir Starmer? It was not close. I said Ian Blackford. 
It was Ian Blackford, yes. I put Blackford. Oh, yes. I had Blackford. Well done, well done. (laughs) The eyes have it. Our running tally after the five quotes is Marvin McIntyre is just on one. Callum Ross is on two and leading the pack with four out of five, Andy and Adele. So that brings an end to our quotes round. Um, The format for this will work slightly differently now. I'm going to ask you five questions plus a couple of bonus questions in which may have extra points up for grabs. And whoever can get it first, simply shout out the answer. I'll I'll ask if you give a few moments for thought for each question and then just shout out an answer if you know it. So question number one. At the moment, um, there are six main party leaders in Holyrood. Can anybody tell me who the youngest of them is? Uh, The youngest is Anas Sarwar from Labour. Correct, Anas Sarwar. Um, Just by a few months, he's only slightly younger than Douglas Ross, um, a relatively young chamber. And they're all older than me. The eyes have it. So our next question, question number two. Why was Mabel the dog getting a lot of attention at Hollywood back in May? Um, did she win Hollywood Dog of the Year? She did indeed. So Mabel the dog won Hollywood's Dog of the Year. Ah, but whose dog was it though? So um, she belonged to, I believe, the office manager of Christine Graham, the SMP, MSP. So, um, and I believe wow. it was involved with raising awareness around kind of, you know, issues around how you acquire dogs and puppy farms and all that sort of thing. So, the eyes have it. Mabel the dog was the winner of that. The first time they'd hosted it since 2019. So, question number three. Obviously, a lot of our politicians have a big presence on social media. So, this is, I suppose, just a shout out. Um, but if you get it wrong, um, you need to let someone else have a go at it. Who has more followers on Twitter? Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss, or Nicola Sturgeon? Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. Oh. It's got to be Nicola. You've all got it wrong. It's Rishi. So now he's Prime Minister. Rishi Sunak uh, has more followers. The nose have it. So nobody gets that one. Um, I imagine up until a couple of months ago, it may have been Nicola Sturgeon, but the Prime Minister, perhaps with his increased presence, is now, now ahead there. Um, so question number four, and th- this is a bit more of a, a long-form one. Um, I suppose the points will go to whoever can get the most here. We have obviously have a, had a new change of leadership um, in the SNP at Westminster. Stephen Flynn has taken over there. So how many of the previous six SNP Westminster leaders can any of you name? Whoever gets the most gets the point. Alex Salmond, of course. Alex Salmond. So Blackford included. Yes, Blackford included. So I'll let, well, I'll let you go one by one. So whoever right. thinks they can give the best go at it first. Okay, I've, I think I've got it. Yeah, so you know, Stephen Flynn now, Ian Blackford before that. There was Angus Robertson and uh, Alex Salmond at one point. And Correct. Uh, where are we now? I've lost track. So that would bring you back to, I suppose, the early 2000s. There's a few more obscure ones, but if anybody can get any of these names from beforehand... Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> oh no, this is terrible. If you can give me a surname for any of these people, I would count that. Jack McConnell, was he the first? <laughs> he was the oh, Labour oh, First oh, Minister. Oh, was he? Oh, <laughs> oh, you would not like the sound oh, of God. that. Uh, Ewing, maybe. 
one of the Ewings. Yes. Oh, yes. Margaret yeah. Ewing. Margaret yeah. Ewing. Um, I can't think who went back from. Who got the. Uh, who's if anybody that? can name any of the ones before that, then there may be. Nah. There's I've drawn two, a blank two after more that. who are quite more obscure. Um, so I suppose I think it'd be fair enough. I think maybe a point there for Andy and a point for Calm as well. The eyes have it. Other names you could have had um, includes. So you've obviously Ian Blackford just left the job. Before him, it was Angus Robertson for a good while. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was former First Minister Alex Salmond when he was an MP yeah. the first time. You could have had Alistair Morgan, oh. a more obscure name, I suppose, now. Um, you could have Margaret Ewing. Or the first one would be Donald Stewart. So those are the I'll six previous now. SNP Westminster leaders. Um, as I say, some of them maybe not as well known now, um, but Stephen Flynn joins that That's list. That's a good question. So question number five. There were no new leaders in Holyrood this year. So all the party leaders from the start of the year to the end of the year have stayed the same. When was the last year when that happened? So when none of the five parties in Holyrood had a change in leadership? What? The last year that there was no change at the top? There, there were no new party leaders in Hollywood this year. So, so your uh, six main party leaders, Nicholas Sturgeon, Douglas Ross, Anna Sawar, Alice School Hamilton, Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater, have all been in the post from start of the year to the end of the year. That was obviously not the case last year. Um, and well, I won't say anything I'm going to guess. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're way <laughs> oh, wow. it's, it's not always been that chaotic in Hollywood. <laughs> My guess um, would be 2014 because no one would have changed uh, leader in 2014. Oh, there was, oh, a, the there was a fairly significant change. September 2014. I'll let Andy and Morbin have guesses here and whoever can get closest <laughs> can get the point, I suppose. Adele was way out. Put it that way. <laughs> well, um, it's, okay. it's, uh, let's think. So, I feel like uh, Labour... Mm, Twenty? No, 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 Obviously, Douglas Ross took over as leader of the Scottish Conservatives. Um, the year before, Ruth Davidson obviously resigned from the Scottish Conservative leadership post. So 2018 was the last year when we had a solid year where there was no changes among the top five at the time. Obviously, now the Greens have the cool leadership model, but well done to Andy, who gets the point for that. The eyes have it. Um, so moving into our final two questions for the bonus round, um, our standings are, we have Morvin still on one point, Callum on three, Adele on five and Andy on seven out in the lead. But these questions, well, well, this one, there'll be a part of it that's one point. It's a a history question. A part of it will be one point and a part of it that will be two points, a bonus aspect to it. So for one point, um, can you name who was the UK Prime Minister half a century ago today? (laughs) And for two points, can you name who was the UK Prime Minister a century ago today? Wait, what? I say two points Have, for that so, because it's very, very difficult. You're making me do maths as so, well. Do you mean 50, 50 years ago years today? Ago t- 50 years ago today, who was the UK Prime Minister? And then 100 years ago today, who was the UK Prime Minister? Uh, you're listening at home and you're able to get this. That's quite, you've got good knowledge. I'll, I'll go 
just guessing. Harold Wilson. Good guess, but it's not Harold Wilson at the time. It would be uh, uh, let me let Ramsey McDonald for a hundred. Uh, Edward Heath again, close, but unlucky. Yeah, Edward Heath for um, fifty years ago, so that's one point. Yeah, the early seventies. He was in exact dates in a few years, and for the two points, it's not Ramsey McDonald. Although that, Hang on, although oh, let's have a go. Yes, not Ramsey McDonald. So this is when? When was it? A hundred years ago, so twenty-two. Hundred years ago, nineteen twenty-two today. Uh, just coming out of. Um, uh, Am I allowed another guess? I think that's fair enough for this one. It's quite. It is a guess. Would it? Would it be Lloyd George still? Again, just missed out by a matter of weeks. Lloyd George was just before. This is a really, really <laughs> difficult one. I don't imagine anyone will get it, but it's quite relevant to this year. Mm, is it someone not that well known now in today's? Yeah, very no. obscure, very obscure. Oh, we did this at school. I should know it. I, I even I didn't know this one until I looked, I looked it up. My degree's in history. I should definitely know it. <laughs> I suppose I you could call this think. man. The Liz Truss of 1922. The Liz Truss of the 20s. Oh. Nobody know, nobody know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was it how, well, this was, was mentioned. Was it like a little flash the... the pan one? Yes. Like a really quick... Um, it lasted longer than trust, but um, not a whole lot longer. Lord, someone probably was. Um, as you know, if it helps, it was a it was a Glasgow MP. Oh, oh a Scottish oh, oh. prime minister. Uh, uh, um, wait, who was conservative leaders in the million years ago? Some uh, with a funny is it a really un- unusual first name? Yes. Uh, I don't want to say this one wrong. Let me think. Law? Someone law? What's no, what? Yes, correct. He's got it. Bono Law. Hey! The eyes have it. Bono Law. I think I think I think if you get the surname for that, I think that's Half fair a point. enough. <laughs> so that I, th- I th- yeah, I think I think a single point for that one. So yes, Bono Law was the leader of the Conservative Party in nineteen twenty-two, um, for two hundred and ten days. So an MP with roots to the west of Scotland as Prime Minister before they stood down very, very quickly. Um, it was a story in 1922, and obviously it's a story of this year as well. Um, so well done to Andy for getting the surname there. That's one point out of the two, because that was a, a tricky one. So for a final bonus question, um, this is, again, relatively obscure, but there's only, I suppose there's only a few answers you can really have here. It's a question related to the courier itself, um, and related to <sighs> this year's local council election. So um, oh. I don't know how often you all use Wikipedia, but um, as a bonus question... <laughs> Which member of the Courier's political team is mentioned twice by name on the Dundee 2022 <gasps> council election page? Oh, uh, can I, can I guess? Oh. I think we could all guess this one. Yeah. <laughs> on you go then. Well, twice. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's uh, Courier political editor Derek Healy. Yeah, we all say that. We all say that. Yeah, we all say it. Yes, that's. That's some points for everybody. The eyes have it. Our colleague Derek obviously hosted a series of hustings in the lead up to the local elections, and whoever wrote that Wikipedia article has kindly mentioned him by name. So, yeah, he was mentioned there. So, I shall give you our final scorings for the quiz. So that's I'll be some bonus points at the end for you all. So means you kind of lets you inflate your points. So finishing in fourth place, we have Marvin and three points. 
In third place, we have Callum in five points. Second place, Adele in seven points. And out in the lead, finishing on 11 points. And our winner, <laughs> um, our editor, Andy Phillip. Yes. So very well done to Andy for a, for a stellar quiz, for knowing his bona laws from his days. <laughs> yeah, I don't confuse them. What a time for Derek Keeley to be on annual leave. He could have triumphed by answering his own question correctly at the end there. That would have been good. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna bask in that glory just for a little while while you talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I hope everyone was playing along at home there and did just as well as me, but not better. And um, they weren't all shouting at the fact that we couldn't answer some of those questions, which in retrospect uh, I really should have known. But it's in my defence, it's because I keep going on holiday when Prime Ministers quit, so I'm obviously I'm, I'm 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 not getting the full picture, am I? Anyway, it's been a long year with a lot going on. And of course, for people who don't listen to us every single week, if you, you want to go back through the episodes, there are there's so many episodes now where we've been digging into those big issues and you go back and listen to the in-depth interviews on all of the big occasions of the year but with that little quiz and that little roundup of some of the highlights that's us for 2022 and we will be back in 2023 to keep you better briefed The Stushy is the politics podcast from DC Thompson, designed to help you understand the implications of what happens in Holyrood, Westminster and our communities so that you can be better briefed. Don't miss an episode by following The Stushy today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. And if you know folks like you who want to understand politics in Scotland a little better, suggest they tune in or follow Stushy Scott on Twitter and Facebook. And stay even more up to date on local and Scottish news by subscribing to The Courier or Press and Journal, where you can get one month of unlimited access for just £1. Check the episode notes for details and terms.